one of the things I noticed in high school was how much my high school football coaches, and specifically my weightlifting coach, cared about what they did. Welcome back to Training Room Talk, powered by Precision Performance Physical Therapy. Here we talk about pain, rehab, performance, and education. If you have questions about the nuance that we dive into, please reach out to us. We would love to talk to you about it. Apart from that, we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, and we hope everyone stays safe and is staying healthy. I am joined by Dr. Nick Perigini. How's it going, guys? And we are going to do the long-awaited Meet the Therapist episode with Nick here. So obviously, we did an episode with Troy. We did one with John, with Nisha. We did one with Rob. Uh, So you guys have kind of met the whole crew. Um, Nick has been here longer than a bunch of those people, and um, it's time to kind of get to know him a little bit more and what brought him into precision and into the profession in general and and just a little bit more about him. Um, So Nick, just go ahead and let's kick this thing off. Just tell me a little bit about kind of what got you into this space in general, physical therapy and strength conditioning. Yeah. Yeah, I... uh... You know, I love telling this story because it, it gives me kind of takes me back to uh, you know my, my childhood. You know, I think the first thing to note is that my mom uh, is still a practicing physical therapist. So you know, growing up, I have memories of you know getting ready for a baseball or football game. You know, and her kind of you know almost like doing a, a joint assessment on me and you know taping my ankles and making sure I have all like the braces and. And just, you know, things to be ready from a performance standpoint. Um, you know, I have memories of driving down the street in my neighborhood, you know, anywhere from five to eight years old. My mom saying, hey, you know, look at this person's, you know, running mechanics. Like, look how their elbows are, are flared out. You know, so, so my mom and both, really both of my parents were very involved in physical culture, right? They were coaches. My dad coached my youth football and baseball teams. My mom coached my youth soccer you know, basketball teams. So, you know, I I have to give a lot of credit to my parents for just having so much influence on, you know, their, their experience with coaching. And of course, my mom being a physical therapist. Now, obviously, I I played a lot of sports growing up um, in, you know, as, as a youth athlete in middle school, high school. And one of the things I noticed in high school was how much my high school football coaches and specifically my weightlifting coach cared about what they did right I never saw you know an adult give a damn so much about what they did Um, but those guys did and they showed up every day you know excited uh, to give back you know excited to be there and I remember thinking like that is how I want to live my life like with that much excitement and passion for what I did you know throughout high school I spent a lot of time with our uh, weightlift in weightlifting, uh, preparing for the football seasons, and we had a weightlifting coach, Mike Laffey, who would take you know twenty of us up to these powerlifting meets, you know from seventh graders up to all the way seniors, and we'd go up and we show up and we'd compete against these other local high school teams, and again it was just a great culture. And during that time, you know we we learned the foundational lifts, bench squat, deadlift. But we also started Olympic lifting, you know, very early on, and I, I, I took a liking to uh, to the Olympic lifts, you know, from eighth grade on. And I think a combination of you know my parents, 
you know, my mom being a physical therapist and being in that world, um, you know, my, my coaches as a high school athlete, you know, and then also myself kind of after high school sports kind of figuring out, hey, like I really like this, this exercise thing and this weightlifting, resistance training and being the best I can be physically. Um, and I remember my even senior year after, after my sporting season was done, even into my freshman year, just watching YouTube videos, right? Like nonstop, hours and hours and hours, every study hall, um, every time I wasn't, uh, every every time I wasn't you know spending time in school, I was just watching and learning as much as I could. And I went into my freshman year at Temple University, undecided business major, and hmm. I realized that there was this program called kinesiology. I was like, "What the heck is that?" And it was you know exercise, sports science, biomechanics, you know the route to become a physical therapist, and you know it's probably the first semester through my, my freshman year where I said, you know, I have to do this. This is what I want to do. I want to become a physical therapist um, and, and get into that world of blending sports performance, you know, fitness with rehabilitation. And so it was at that point where it was it was all gas, no breaks at that point. Hmm. That's interesting that you even went into college. Like I would have expected you to have decided almost in yeah. high school with your mom and stuff. Yeah, and, and I, I think I always knew I would be in that space um, I think one of the things that I was really nervous about was having to go through the the foundational sciences again. Yeah. Right. I had taken, you know, bio, chem, organic chemistry, physics in high school, and I remember mm-hmm. saying never again. Yeah. Right. And it was at that point where I, I decided, hey, I'm not going to let my fear of like a couple classes, you know, distract me from my dreams of like living this this passionate life and. I didn't want to just be a strength coach. I wanted to be able to have that that DPT title and and follow in my mom's footsteps and be able to have to, to help a wider range of people. Yeah, and that's, I feel like that's an interesting insight when you talk about the like seeing an adult as a as a young person yeah. who is actually passionate about what they do. Yeah, because like the reality is, if you were to survey everyone in the adult world in the adult population yeah. like how many people are truly passionate well, about what they do satisfaction too is just yeah it's just relatively low right in general and so it's like you don't really see people speaking passionately about finance or about yeah. you know these yeah, other things like, like a career day we didn't people aren't just like you know ready to you know jump through the wall about yeah. their job it's yeah. just it's not it's not like that but you do see coaches like coaches do get in a zone and even me like when I treat and I have patients and I'm like in the flow state, I don't know if you get in a flow state as an accountant. I don't think so. And <laughs> yeah, I, I literally thought this last night. I was walking out of the clinic, you know, after seeing our last patients. It's just like that was a great day, you know, being able to being able to, you know, to close whether it's you know figuratively closing your computer for the day, right, yeah. or finishing you know your work for the day and just being with you know having a smile on your face, you know, there, there's nothing better than that. You know, that's that's a really good feeling and. Um, you know, again, I saw it in those coaches early on, you know, and, and, and fortunately I, I can, I can say I'm able to feel it, you know, every day that I, I'm able to work with people. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that brought you to like undergrad yeah. and then you studied kines. Yes. And then obviously you had made the decision you want to be a physical therapist yeah. and you went to Widener for PT school. I did. Um, to get your doctorate. So tell me a little bit about the process of yeah. transitioning then and actually kind of becoming a physical therapist. So yeah. So again, as soon as I made that switch um, into kinesiology, I actually, my freshman year, I started studying for my ACSM 
um, certified personal training uh, cert. And I got that my freshman year, right? At the time, that was the gold standard in CPT certs. And my sophomore year, I had moved into a row home with six friends, and we had turned the basement into a full gym. So I, I went back to my high school weight room. I got two barbells, some iron plates. My dad and I built a homemade uh, squat rack and, and bench, um, you know, out of wood and concrete. And we put it in the basement. You know, I had kettlebells. I had, you know, made a homemade kettlebell. We had the TRX straps down there, battle ropes, you know, physio balls and med balls. And, you know, made a made a YouTube channel. and was, was doing the whole thing. Yeah. And I was training people in my basement. Um, and at that time I had also emailed maybe 30 gyms in Philadelphia, just looking to scrub toilets and learn, you know, that was, that was my mission. So I just want to get in, start working with people because I knew how important that was. And fortunately, you know, I got a response back from city fitness, which is now, you know, one one of the biggest chains in Philadelphia. I started my learning experience there uh, in an internship program where we learned Mike Boyle strength and conditioning and, and their system thrive. Mm-hmm. And it was great. I was really excited to learn about Mike Boyle, you know, and Gray Cook, and it was introduced to FMS. At that time, I also had got into uh, CrossFit a little bit. What, one of my friends had recommended, had seen me doing power cleans, and was like, hey, you know what? You got to have this CrossFit thing. This is 2012, 2013. And fortunately, again, I got, I got paired up with a CrossFit gym. Start a shadow, intern, learn more, you know, came across K Star and Kelly Starrett mm-hmm. and Mobility Wad. And so now I had actual people to 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 kind of experiment with, right? I'm coaching, I'm learning this foundational strength and conditioning through Mike Boyle. I've got K Star, we're talking about mobility, we're talking about movement, technique, mechanics. And now I have, you know, literally a laboratory. Because I'm now I'm in front of people and I have so many people to work with and, and gain experience, experience with, right? And seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. Um, and it was just really good experience so early on to sink or swim, right? Now it's just me figuring figuring this thing out as I go, <laughs> taking the textbook knowledge I'm getting in school and on my own studying, getting the internship experience. And now I have real people in front of me that have real problems and what am I going to be able to do about it? What an incredible experience! And I, and I remember the the anxiety I used to have with you know doing one on one sessions with people. But mm-hmm. again, that was the foundation for what I'm able to do now. Right. right. I'm so incredibly thankful for that. So, what was it like when? Obviously, a lot of us have kind of that background when we're when we you kind of enter the performance physical therapy space. Like a lot of people have the background of kind of being a coach at some point and, and having that role. Right. And then stepping into more of an academia, you know, standpoint, going from undergrad, maybe doing some of that stuff. And now you're in grad school and you're dissecting bodies and you're spending time in hospitals Mm -hmm. and you're, you know, learning cardiopulmonary and neuroscience. And what was it like for you, the actual transition from then going from coaching and kines, biomechanics, that background to the academic doctorate setting? Sure. You know, I think we all have this idea of what physical therapy school is going to look like. Um, and I think for most of us, it doesn't look like that. Yeah. Or it's not actually like that, right? So I think physical therapy school, um, I always looked at it as, you know, formality, right? Like, And I also looked at it as what I'm going to get from physical therapy school is the confidence that I can literally do anything. 
right? That's what that's what I that's what, that's what I kept telling myself was, hey, if I can get through this histology class, if I can get through this, you know, cadaver and anatomy that I'm taking next to, you know, PA students, you know, if I can get through this stats course, I can do anything. And of course, we're learning a lot of foundational sciences still and, and movement, you know, and, and arthrokinematics and, you know, this more detailed information about uh, the human body um, and the sciences in PT school. But again, for me, what I got out of PT school was the ability to critically think, right, and the ability to just solve complex problems, to synthesize, to integrate information that you're learning for the past seven years, um, and also to have confidence now you know, speaking speaking with confidence and interacting with patients in a in a confident way where I have this mindset where hey, like I I'm a healthcare professional and what I say now is my professional professional recommendation and I can feel confident in that because I know I've put in the work and I've know I've gone through, you know, I've earned this degree. Yeah. So then obviously you kind of get through the academic or yeah. the didactic portion of school. You've been with precision since two and a half you know, years yeah since you kind of finished Probably that up even longer actually because my first year of, P- of pt school which was 2015 to 2016 you know i did a part-time rotation here with john once a week came in you know for eight weeks shadowed spent four hours here you know soaked up a lot you know john and john and i had interacted a lot in our labs our first year and you know at that time i was still coaching i mean i would coach a 5 a.m class you know, go, get to school for an 8 a.m., you know, come back in the afternoon, train, coach more. So I was always posting and just very active on my social media about yeah. what I was doing. You know, and John was the same at that at that time, five, six years ago. And um, I ended up doing my final rotation here in 2018 or 2017, and that kind of led to me taking on the full-time position, which started in, uh, you know, May or June of 2018. Yeah. And so for context, John – is a somewhat of a adjunct faculty. Adjunct. He helps out with the labs and stuff at Widener. Yes. So you kind of were, yes. were seeing him as a clinician um, when you were still a student in that yes. setting. And I was like, hey, like I, I, I kind of see what you're doing, you know, on social media and with your clients. Like, you know, it's very similar. I would even send people to him, and I would come okay. along for the valuation. Yeah. And kind of just like trying to understand yeah. what he's looking at, what he's seeing that maybe I'm missing when I'm just working someone as, with uh with someone as a coach in that setting. Yeah, and then so obviously you have extensive experience with precision. What did some of your other clinical experiences look like in school? Like yeah. other rotations, different settings. Sure, I. My my first uh, my first rotation was up in my hometown in Wilkes-Barre Scranton area. You know the name of the clinic was Pro Rehab, and you know traditional outpatient clinic. You know where we're you know you're seeing anywhere from you know you know twelve to eighteen people a day, right? And uh, you know pretty standard wide variety of, of cases from deconditioning to post-operative hips and knees, rotator cuff surgeries. You know you name it. Not a whole bunch of what I would say athletes you know, or performance-based physical activity, but basically getting, you know, getting people, you know, moving again. Um, and again, what an incredible experience just to be in a setting like that first. I think it's, I think it's really important that, you know, as a student, you know, obviously I had this idea of like, hey, I want to be a sports physical therapist. I want to work with athletes, but also, you know, you need to work on your, you know, your time management, your client management, you know, your multitasking capacity, all of those things. And that happens in, you know, the, the traditional standard outpatient setting, in my opinion. Um, 
and you kind of get comfortable with your evaluation style, your patient communication, um, being able to you know do the little things right, and yeah. do, do them do them very well intentionally. I had a great mentor who challenged me and and was uh, and was tough on me, you know, in an appropriate way. Uh, and again, that's that's always a, a fine line, but that was my first experience. Learned a lot. Got my got a lot of confidence from that experience. Then I went into the hospital. I did uh, an inpatient rehab setting, okay. uh, rotation. So again, a lot of deconditioning, debility, um, you know, CVA, some SCI, some cardio, pulmonary. Again, what an incredible experience! And now, what I pulled from that was how important it is that we are fitness forward, right? As a society, mm-hmm. where we have such a responsibility to have baseline levels of fitness, of strength, of power, and ownership of our bodies and of our health. And this idea of being able to see someone have a very hard time, you know, get out of bed, right, or stand up from a chair, right, or not have the aerobic or, or cardio capacity to walk more than 10 feet right it, it's it's scalable right it, it, it we're all on a continuum and our ability to squat our ability to pump blood for sustained periods of time our ability to bend down tire shoes without having to put our foot up on something you know those little things you take them for granted but it's why building fitness from grade school all the way up until the end of life is so, so, so important. And so, you know, being in that uh, setting, it just reminded me a lot of, you know, what we're doing right now with our clients in the gym on a preventative standpoint in, in, in these group fitness centers, in these fitness facilities, in the booty class, in the Orange Theories, in the Soul Cycles. It doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're doing something because you have a responsibility to take care of yourself. And we need coaches and healthcare professionals to be pushing that narrative. Um, so we're keeping people out of those settings in the inpatient rehab right. that are experiencing these chronic, um, you know, controllable disease processes possibly. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree 100%. I mean, I think I have a very similar perspective in terms of like, yeah, I went through school and I did a rotation in the emergency room and I did a rotation in a traditional outpatient clinic. and. Yeah. Um, I think when you come in with pretty strong intuition of what you want to do and become a sports or performance-based PT, a lot of times you are like, all right, I just got to get through these rotations or through these experiences. And with that mindset, like you do miss out on a lot of insight and a lot of um, perspective on what, you know, you can gain and apply in terms of your mindset towards performance and sports-based PT. And I think that having that insight and going into it with an open mind is super important. So you can come out of it and have, you know, gain things that you can then apply even in your kind of niche area. Yeah. Um, so in terms of career, if you had to go back and be in high school or, or be in college and physical therapy was not an option for you, it was someone out there was blocking you from ever becoming a physical therapist. What would you do? What would you become? Yeah, what would be a, your second that's career? A great, uh, that's a great uh, question. You know, I, my, my father was in a branch of the military called NOAA, which is National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, right, responsible for, like, the hurricane tracking, you know, offshore 
uh, coast charting. You know, he was responsible for um, you know one, one of the first um, crews to use sonar. Right, mm-hmm. which is basically radar underwater, right, to, to, to chart the bottom of the ocean. I think something that involved, like, the sciences and being outdoors, um, something that, that really excites me. So whether it would be involved being involved in, like, the Navy or mm. Coast Guard or NOAA, those things always were – I was very close to going that route. Yeah. Very, very, very close to going that route of mm. being, you know, in, in the military in an officer position, you know, on the on the science uh, sides of uh, things, I think that'd be a very fulfilling, you know, exciting and stimulating career. Um, but what I'll say is, I was probably very close to being a collegiate strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. Right. When I was at Temple University for for two years as a volunteer intern, you know, and I was <laughs> waiting to get into PT school, and you know, there were no guarantees. You know, I had been applying for for GA graduate assistantships. Um, for in, in the collegiate setting. So yeah. you know, that was a route that I was going to go get my master's, do that whole thing, work in collegiate uh, strength, you know, who knows, possibly transition to the private sector. Uh, so, yeah, you know, those were b- both very, very close to happening if, if PT school wasn't there. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like that fits with kind of how even now you're more outdoorsy, you like hiking, you like doing that stuff. So I could definitely see you kind of on the environmental sciences side in some capacity. I think that makes sense. Um, But along those lines, like what, what are some of the things that now outside of your career you either enjoy doing from a training standpoint or just from like a daily life standpoint? Yeah. Yeah, You know, obviously training has always been a, a, you know, a huge piece of a huge part of my life. Um, You know, I've, I've competed in, you know, Olympic lifting, powerlifting, you know, centennial bike rides, you know, the, the broad street run and, 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 uh, and other, you know, modes of exercise. And, you know, really I, am I'm, I'm someone who, when I get into a, a certain mode of activity, I want to learn as much as I can about it. Right. I want to immerse myself into it. And, you know, truthfully that's helped me a lot in physical therapy and real bit rehabilitation is really understanding the intricacies of these activities, right, and what it takes to you know actually you know perform, not just do them, but actually perform in them. Um, so, exercise, staying active, is obviously something that's been a big part of my life, and I continue to do like on a daily basis. My current training, as of now, we're in you know middle of quarantine uh, again, and you know so I've I've got a bike in my in my apartment, I've got some kettlebells, I've got some dumbbells, and and you know a jump rope, and so bodyweight exercises, intervals, tempo strength work. Some hypertrophy based work, all in my program right now. Um, as for what I like to do outside of you know training, um, again constantly learning. But also what I will say is living in living in Philadelphia, I'm someone who loves taking advantage of the city, right? So I am always you know biking around the city. Uh, I am going to the the nearest. Uh, parks like Wissahickon or or getting out to really really Creek State Park, but truthfully, I do enjoy just walking around the city. Yeah. You know, going to new restaurants, going to new you know independent art studios, whatever it is. Uh, so it's been a little bit of a bummer this year not being able mm-hmm. to kind of take advantage of that. Now, good news is my parents do live out in the suburbs, and I'm able to get out and and, and see them every now and then and, and enjoy their little slice of nature. So you know, it, it for me, it's staying on the move. You know, doing things that remind me to put my phone down, you know, and usually that means getting outside and and staying active or exercising. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, I, I feel like people probably got a little bit more of an appreciation for who you are as a person, your background relevant to physical therapy and, and what got you in the profession, but then also maybe a little bit more about you just as an individual. Um, if anyone wanted to get in touch with you or follow yeah. you on social media, where could they find you? Yeah. So my, my Instagram, pretty active on the, on the Instagrams. Uh, that's just Nick Perugini.dpt. Perugini's P-E-R. U-G-I-9. I know Max will get that in the show notes for you. Um, I've got a YouTube channel that, that I, I keep active, new videos every week. Uh, that's just youtube.com slash Fitness. And then uh, I do, you can shoot me an email at nick at precisionperformancept.com. And if you want to find me or work with me in Philadelphia, Max and I are running a clinic down in Philadelphia out of Requisite Fitness where we're seeing patients um, on Tuesday and Thursdays currently. Cool. Um, yeah. And if anyone, obviously feel free to reach out to Precision Performance PT uh, on our website or on Instagram. And then you can find me on Instagram at maxlepage.dpt. And other than that, we hope everyone is staying safe, staying healthy, and we will talk to you guys in the next one. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Training Room Talk podcast. We hope today's discussion was helpful in illuminating some of the complexities behind pain and rehab. If you don't know where to go from here, please reach out to us with questions. We have mentorship options for clinicians and students and programming options for you to elevate your own fitness. We look forward to speaking with you and again, hope you enjoyed today's discussion.